Hello there and welcome to another episode of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 CTFM. My name is Michael Obodu, your host. Now, you know, some weeks ago, CTFM and CTTV launched the Make It Ghana campaign as part of efforts towards promoting Ghana and the patronage of everything Ghana. And this whole campaign falls on three legs from film, tourism, and investment. And today on the show, we're privileged to have one person who has decades of experience in the film industry and none other than the CEO of the National Film Authority, Juliet Ya Asantwa Asante. You're welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> it's always a delight to see you. Now, first of all, let me ask, where have you been and what have you been up to since we last saw you on screen? I don't know, do you still do screen? When you say screen, you mean acting? Acting, yes. Oh my goodness, I haven't done that since uh, Tinsel. Oh. Actually, Tinsel, you know Tinsel on yes, DSTV yes, yes, yes. was my last acting job. And I, I got off that and I haven't yet come back. Would you go back? at some point maybe um maybe when mm. i'm done with what i'm doing and i'm you know cooling my heels and doing <laughs> only what i love mm. doing every single day i i think i may consider it again so so for someone like you it's not just the acting but everything film everything film okay so let's now go straight into our conversation for today and talk about how film can help with this whole make it ghana campaign of promoting ghana i know some years ago ghana used to be the standard when it comes to television and film production i hear nigeria for instance had their staff training ghana and stuff like that but what happened where are we now exactly what happened i myself i don't know what happened because i was in the midst of of a vibrant sector i grew up myself in a very vibrant sector mm. and then within a very short time so many things happened you know the the holding uh, organization of the film sector in ghana at that time which was the ghana uh, uh gfic ghana film corporation mm -hmm. uh was sold um and you know our archival materials were disposed of uh cinemas uh, which is where people went to enjoy local productions mm. were taken over by churches um so it's a myriad of things you know funding was never really made available mm. after this the sale of gfic foreign productions and co-productions kind of dried up um i think industry proceeded to lose hope um you know when there wasn't any inflows and all that so many things have worked to get us to where we are unfortunately you can't blame just one thing mm. um stakeholders when i say stakeholders i mean uh, maybe key stakeholders uh, participants in the sector themselves perhaps also can take some of the blame government can take uh, some of the blame mm. and even the Ghanaian people can take some of the blame because in every country where uh, you know film or the sector has thrived it has taken the local in uh, you know the local population to own and accept mm. uh, and encourage their own productions but you know we are kind of in a system where sometimes we prefer foreign things to our own selves and it translates in everything be it religion or or social sector we prefer 
we, ha we kind of have developed a foreign palette, which is kind of subliminally encouraged by our educational system. So, mm. you know, it's a big elephant in the room. Yeah, you've spoken <laughs> about the fact that uh, we, th there's this natural preference mm. for foreign content mm. as mm. opposed to local. I'm sure in the midst of the conversation, you help us understand what role film can help in correcting this. But I just want to go back to the earlier conversation and find out, would you say it's been a, an issue of um, Ghana not catching up quickly enough with regards to advancement in the film industry or rather that we retrogressed? Which would you say what is really the challenge with the sector? I think it's a combination of both because mm. when you get to the point where you are not catching up as quickly as you need to, you may also be this, uh, you know, your, your passion and your commitment may dwindle. Mm. So it's a combination of both. So for instance, let me uh, go to the, the distribution. There was a time when Ghanaian filmmakers were using CDs and all and that mm -hmm. kind of activation, get on the track and go around town and sell CDs. And mm. there were gadgets to support that. Ghanaians or the, the sector people did not keep up with the uptake in technology to understand that the distribution landscape was changing. And so it happened upon us mm. and we were not prepared for, for new media, quote unquote, um, not just the film sector. I mean, many sectors and many people who, especially in, in sectors where maybe there's an older population and maybe the, there's, a, there's an upcoming younger population and there needs to be some kind of uptake mm. uh it may not happen fast enough and so by the time we realized D dvds were no longer you know nobody even had the machine to play <laughs> dvds anymore yeah our our leaders in the sector in the sector because we didn't keep up did not understand new trends mm. so by the time we came around to understanding new trends because i believe that as a leader is important or as leaders in the sector is always important to be able to assume the best eye view and see what is coming mm. even before it gets there you prepare for it that's how you know even in olden times that's how civilizations have maintained you know their stature in in the scheme of things and so if you don't see further enough and and project and prepare then you will be overtaken which is what happened to us Okay, so now let's look at solutions. Mm -hmm. What would you say Ghana as a country must be doing to, to take center stage in the film industry? And I'm particularly concerned about, uh, interested to know your solutions because I find that a lot of key actors in Hollywood, in the UK, are Ghanaians. Mm -hmm. So what must, where do we start from? I think the good thing is that we have started. <laughs> so let's just say that we've started. Okay. And what gives our strategy even more confidence i would say is that you know i became the ceo of the national film authority in december 2019 by january february 2020 we had come up with a strategy of how we felt that we should tackle our fall or stop our free fall so mm. to speak um, and we started executing that now that strategy came under a lot of attack and still there are some detractors which is usual mm. uh though sometimes our misunderstanding of mis or misinformation leads us into actions that threaten our own progress sometimes let me say that but what is good about our strategy is that the unesco report on the film sector which is 
so far the most comprehensive report on the African film sector uh, globally was released in 2022. Most of the recommendations of that report were things, in fact, not most, all of the recommendations in that report mm. were things that we were, that was already in our strategy uh, from 2020 because mm. the, the report came out in 2021. So that, for me, uh, even, you know, recently you had someone like uh, the very known uh, Ghanaian film star Idris Elba mm. talk about the fact that the National Film Authority has been working to propel Ghana to the forefront of the conversation. Mm. I mean, he's saying this, which is good, but on the back of the fact that our, our solutions were already globally acknowledged. In okay. fact, the originator of that report that I mentioned, the UNESCO report, was actually made a, a, a post commending Ghana for the strategy. In fact, she called it, she called Ghana dynamic and strategic. Mm. And that Ghana had taken steps to ensure that we, we come to the forefront. So I think that when we say, what do we need to do? We are now out of that range of, we don't know what to do. Okay. To the range of, we know what to do. We are executing it, but we do not have the support that we need from all quarters to be able to execute it. Uh, or should I say we don't have enough support because it's been a miracle that we have sustained our efforts and been able to carry it out. Uh, but from where we are now, we now need even more support uh, for us to be able to execute what we intend to. Okay, so uh, give us some of the highlights of the strategy you talk mm -hmm. about and w w what does it seek to achieve? Right. When you were talking about, um, when you were kind of situating the focus of the City Heritage Month, mm. you mentioned tourism, you mentioned investment, you mentioned film. Yeah. I will push to explain to you that one of the biggest avenues or strategies that countries have used to push their tourism is actually film. Mm. And that phenomenon is called film tourism. Right now, Ghana, our you know, GDP is heavily supported by tourism. But data has proven that countries have been able to double, quadruple their tourism numbers in the shortest space of time using film, mm. right? So film tourism is that when people see uh, a location and experience a location via the senses, which is audiovisual on film, they are encouraged to go and visit that place. So a, a very good example that is always cited is Braveheart, the example of Braveheart, mm. which was shot in Scotland, uh, starring Mel Gibson. And it had, um, the, there's a Wallace monument in the film. Tourism to Scotland after that film came, and it was tracked, and that's why it's such a good example. Mm. Tourism to the venue tripled over 300 percent wow. in three months three to five months and stayed that way for five years hmm. recently you know series like game of thrones i'm sure that's something we can all identify with yeah. more game of thrones was part of game of thrones was shot in um scotland and morocco 
if you look at the tourism numbers after game of thrones came out in fact in some there was this particular city they even had to close you know the door for tourists coming wow. into the place because the place was too packed with people wanting to see the castles and the mm. forts and here we are in ghana we have you know at least 70 percent of the forts and castles in africa are based in ghana mm. game of thrones could have been shot in ghana so you know if you look at how we can increase our tourism numbers and of course film is a heavily financial sector even though we don't recognize the engine behind film it's one of the biggest attraction for money soft money and so countries actually put on an agenda undertake an agenda to um, to attract film producers into their country because guess what recently it was announced that girl strip is coming to shoot in ghana mm. when it was shot in 2018 the budget was about 20 million dollars i can almost assure you without knowing the facts that it will probably be between or it might be upwards of 50 million dollars mm. that is money they will bring to your country they won't come and take your gold fine mm. they'll come and mind your creative space they'll mind your your, your whatever they'll create em employment and all but they will employ your people mm. and all of that and afterwards take that away and sell your country because now everybody who will see uh girl strip will want to visit ghana so for us these two i mentioned these two because they are underlying of our strategy that we've taken basically ghana has great locations uh, and we are encouraging related infrastructure like studios and all mm. ghana has a great weather ghana is peaceful relatively i mean the 2021 peace index report puts us as what well, the second most peaceful country on the continent i mm. think after mauritius ghana has a good equipment landscape we have a training school of over 40 years that have trained people so ghana have has all it takes to go on that agenda or of attracting the world to come to ghana and so our agenda is simple situating ghana as a film and content hub on the continent mm. and we are saying to the world if you intend to shoot anything related to africa <laughs> head to ghana and what are the other things that you need to make it work because if you look at the countries that are vying it's a very competitive mm. you know area in africa you have egypt you have um, Morocco, you have Kenya, you have South Africa, you even have Ghana, uh, uh, Nigeria, you even have Ethiopia coming. And most of these countries also have tax incentive. In fact, there's no country that had set on this path without a tax incentive. Usually the range is between 20 to 50 percent. Ghana, as we speak, is pursuing a tax incentive policy for the film sector as well. Mm. So we are doing all the right things to make sure that Ghana becomes a production a film and content production hub and you know we are not very far away from our goal because according to this same unesco report ghana is actually the second largest producer of content on the continent hmm. um the next to nigeria so many things already position ghana if we take the right steps to enable us take advantage of this but of course 
there are still major problems the lack of funding uh, and all of those things are things that fall into that the lack of upskill the lack of training proper training of skill sets um, low quality in productions all of those things are things we need to deal with but I think that Ghana is well placed to call on the world to come and shoot in Ghana and to make Ghana a production hub not just for Ghana but for the rest of Africa and I can go into that into the many many genres and areas where Ghana can begin to produce to supply the rest of Africa if you just tuned in, you are listening to 97.3 City FM. This is the City Business Edition, and we have in studio Juliet Yasantua Asante, the CEO of the National Film Authority, explaining to us what role film can play in selling Ghana as part of our Make It Ghana campaign. Now, let's move the conversation a bit further. Now, what role would you say film in itself can play in national uh, development? We saw critical role especially uh, right after independence there was a lot of deliberateness in producing content that promoted Ghanaianness. now what can we learn from that and what should we be doing now as a country you know there's a famous story that one of the first films that came out of ghana is it the boy Kumasiano or something mm. uh i hope i'm not getting it wrong that the governor the british governor at the time intended to educate you know Ghanaians and Africans with it whatever his intent was and he was actually recalled because of that film because mm. the, the thinking was that we didn't send you to the country to go and enlighten the people mm. so that just tells you uh, what film can do if you know our colonial uh, colonizers felt so on at you know so out of ease mm. with a film that just informed and enlightened the people our first president made it a point to invest in film for a reason we were one of the first countries to have a world-class uh, black and white lab not long after we had a training school and in fact ghana was leading creatively across the continent because our first president understood that most importantly film or the audiovisual space is a subliminal messaging vehicle subliminal messaging in that let me give you an example you have a young girl right now who becomes aware of herself and starts to watch television and every time all she sees are maybe disney produced princesses with milk skin flowing hair and everything that she's not i'm sure that you can already project what's going to happen to that girl by the time she grows she's going to feel that her black skin is not good enough mm. she's going to feel that her thick hair is not good enough she's probably going to think that her language doesn't sound right so many things that she's going to think and if you have a country filled with people with, so, with such low self-esteem, mm. that alone is a problem. In fact, if you are talking about the benefits of film, we could even stop right there. Because who a people see themselves and perceive themselves to be is the bedrock of everything. And that's why America is, is premised on the American dream. Mm. Because you watch an American film in those days, 
Chuck Norris, Rambo, whatever. After they've beaten Rambo over and over again, he's almost about to die mm -hmm. by, you know, <laughs> a, a team of army, whatever, or assailants. Mm. Then he'll pull his sweaty handkerchief, American flag handkerchief, by the way, out mm. of his pocket, mm. wipe his face, and who knows where the energy will come from. He'll beat everybody. <laughs> and after that, that American watching that film feels like I can take over the world. Mm. And so the relevance of film to the mindset of people, in fact, I always draw on this and I always say that when we say television programming, the word programming is used for a reason. Mm. Because over time, film is one of the most effective tools. In fact, I can take, make the statement and say the most effective tool for, for, for um, capturing the minds of a people or for what's that word when you when you uh, basically uh, uh, knock people to sleep <laughs> you know <laughs> hypnotizing hypnotizing mm. people and all of that mm. through television programming do we have control of our channels and mm. having control of our channels is not that you are here taking me a video but that the 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 the, the vehicles of entertainment the vehicles of animation the vehicles of gaming and i use gaming because it falls under film is images and visuals and all that is the same craft mm. and you have a continent where our young people are watching films watching animation watching games and none of that speaks to who we are and what our culture is i don't think that's a good recipe for progress Okay, so now we are talking about actively selling Ghana. Mm -hmm. What would you say the role of private sector and private media is in all of this? Because we know that over the years, it's been government that has uh, actively led that part. But mm -hmm. now, how does private sector come in here? Because now they are basically the major players mm -hmm. in all of this promoting Ghana conversation. You know, I was answering that question previously mm. and we're having a chat about it. And I said that government's, you know, government's business is not to do business. Government should be an enabler mm. of the environment. And so my office, you know, is, you know, we are involved with policy regulation and everything. But truthfully, you know, what you need to really drive a sector is private money. And that's why, for me, this interview, for, for instance, is coming on city business. I'm excited about it because it's a big progression. Mm. There used to be a time when every time we talk about film, it's only on entertainment shows that mm. we talk about film. Mm. So we fail to recognize the magnitude of engine behind. I mean, I just mentioned a film and I said the budget was 20 million. It, it might be 50 million. Mm. Idris just announced a production that will come to Ghana. That whole production, even if you, you, some of it will be shot out of Ghana, if you put together all of the elements, it's above a hundred million dollars. Wow. So obviously this is not chicken change. Mm. Um, and so, you know, globally, the, 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 the business community understands the business opportunity in here, mm. down the value chain. And you see, when there are gaps in the value chain, then it's very difficult for investors to see their return on investment, which then obviously makes it difficult. And also a lot of investors are, excuse my use of the language, old or older and may not understand the dynamics of 
the creative space so if an investor comes to you i mean if he's going to plant pepper he knows the the value chain of pepper mm. if he's going to invest in pharmaceuticals it's clear if he's going to invest in minerals it's clear if he's going to invest in film what's all these young people doing that they say that there's technical something and whatever the value chain is not mm. clear plus we do have major gaps in the system you know a marketplace is always the critical point for return on investment mm. and the marketplace of film is not clear or streamlined in africa in the rest of the world it is what is the marketplace i.e where you access your 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 content so be it festivals be it cinemas be, be it digital digital vod be it airlines be it whatever that infrastructure is not there the enablers of that infrastructure which are the distributors agents and all that they are not there you, as we speak right now one of the things that agendas we are pushing also is the ghana cinema agenda mm. hoping to attract investment into cinema infrastructure locally and and we've taken a pan-african approach to that and for the rest of africa why because all of africa combined have less than a thousand seven hundred screens mm. now to put that in perspective africa is what 1.4 plus billion people almost i think the same population as india or something like that mm. france which is a small country relatively one country has six thousand screens wow and africa of 1.4 billion people to collectively have less than a thousand seven hundred screens so how are we going to jump over that that gap how will the investor local investor see his money clearly mm. coming to him but obviously for that to happen for investor confidence you know to happen that's where i would link it to some of the steps we are taking the tax incentive is critical um, we are obviously this year doing a, 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 an Africa Cinema Summit, which is the first of its kind. In fact, when I went to pitch for that summit to come to Africa, it felt like I dropped from space. <laughs> because here we had the cinema world, not even, you know, they were there asking me, are you sure that cannot be real? And that's why in the beginning of this, I said how important the UNESCO report was. So mm. here was I throwing around figures because now there was the UNESCO report. So we've been left back in so many things. Yet the same UNESCO report says that the film and creative sector is the highest employer wow. in Africa. The biggest employer in Africa. By the way, the sector includes media. Mm. So why are we not taking it serious? Why are we not investing? Obviously, some of that investment has to be backed by government uh, <clears throat> government uh, securities okay so we need governments across the continent that also recognize that look this sector is giving us the biggest employment opportunities this sector employs the largest number of young people let's support this sector which is what nigeria for instance did by putting some heavy money behind the sector and we can all see the results of that interesting on a lighter note though when you spoke about this elba's hundred million dollars i realized we just need about 30 or such to get raise our three billion exactly <laughs> anyway. thank you thank you for that breakdown yeah so if if we you know we went on an aggressive agenda mm. to attract even 10 
because you know no studio does just one production even 10 studios we will be made and this is soft money It's soft power not only is it soft money it's soft power It's soft money because you don't pay back it comes and it goes and that's it and it's soft power because it gives you influence America and all the countries are what they are, not because of how much guns they are, but because of how much, how much American film and music and fashion, how many American clothes you wear, how many American films you watch, how many American music you listen to. That's soft power. And that is what, and, and Africa and Ghana has the largest untapped base of stories and potential for, for stories and, and creative assets. But we are not using it interesting so now let's talk about opportunities really mm -hmm. what opportunities lie within the film industry to promote ghana well the film industry itself if leveraged well will be <laughs> every part of that is ghana 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know because mm. one of the things that is great about the film industry is that it's one of the f the the few sectors in the creative space that carries along every other party it carries along the fashion space. I mean, obviously, when you watch a film, you see all the mm. clothes they wear. Mm. It carries along design. It carries along script writing. It carries along makeup. It carries along all of the other creative spaces. So it means that if I watch a Ghanaian film, I may probably see a Ghanaian food, some Ghanaian food in there. I'll see the where it was shot. I will, so I will see Ghana. I will see Ghanaian fashion. I will see, I will probably, if it's done right, I will hear Ghanaian music. Mm. You know, so all of these things, you know, promote Ghana. And that's why I talked about film tourism. It's important, though, that also we promote local tourism because, you know, you'll be surprised. There are many Ghanaians who really do not know Ghana. Mm. As part of our exercise to raise awareness and highlight the beautiful spaces of ghana we've been going around shooting aerial shots of ghana and many people will see some of these shots and go is this ghana this is ghanaian say mm. is this ghana no this cannot be ghana we don't even we are not even aware how many uh waterfalls we have you know one filmmaker steve abibio went around shooting chasing waterfalls and taking those phenomenal waterfall spaces so we don't even need to go out of ghana for our holidays um everything is right here if only we we knew what we had and so in in that way then if you think about it that way then not only is the film sector creating the employment and all of the things that we are talking about but the film sector will promote who we are. Mm. But beyond that, you know, if you see a Ghanaian film out there, nobody will say, if you see my film out there, nobody will say, oh, this is a Juliet Asante film. They'll say, oh, this is a Ghanaian film. Mm. So out there, the Ghanaian films is what is representing Ghanaians out there. So I always use that and say that, look, Ghanaians, you can't afford not to support the sector because whether you like it or not, somebody is representing you out there if you don't like the way they are representing you then too bad they are representing you. so you better take interest mm. because everything out there we see is Ghanaian. you know we are all this morning i was watching something from our own Wudimaya, you know going around taking shots about african countries and look at how he's highlighting mm. beautiful spaces he was I, I was watching this thing from namibia and i'm like oh wow i didn't even know that the the, the theme of the the shot was 
that Namibia is Africa's best kept secret. Mm. And now I'm seeing all these places and all of a sudden I'm thinking, hmm, I'm, <laughs> I don't mind going to Namibia for a visit. Mm. So I think that we, we complicate the very simple. Um, we are here and we are always crying. We are losing our youth. Our culture is, is kind of dying. Mindsets are challenged. Uh, people are, you know, losing hope. People don't see themselves enough. Uh, people are not encouraged. People worry about the future. All of these things, people perhaps are not educated enough in, in who we are. Our history is dying. And, and the people without culture and history, you know, African-Americans should, which are people out there, should give us an example of what happens to a people who lose their history mm. and who lose their culture. You become a wandering soul. You don't have any, any, any foundation. And we are, we are here rich in culture, rich in, in, in tradition, and we are losing it. And film is definitely one of the channels, if not the only channel that can really tackle that head on. I enjoyed the conversation. Uh, viewers, this, listeners rather, this would be uh, where we draw down the curtains on today's edition of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 City FM. You just heard uh, Juliette Yasa and Asante, the CEO of the National Film Authority, bringing us solid information on how film can help us make it Ghana, promote Ghana out there and put our country in the spotlight across the globe. That'll be all for today's edition. We'll catch you same time next week. Let's connect on Twitter at M Obodu. My name is Michael Obodu. As always, stay safe, stay informed, and bye-bye.